What's up, guys? Welcome back to the That So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're returning or if this is your first time, you're iconic. It's all love here. Now, we got some tea. But before we get into the tea, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That So Dev on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, wherever. It doesn't matter, y'all. Just go ahead and subscribe. Love that for you. Now, the tea. We're getting into Campbellsville University. Buckle up, y'all, because this is going to be a wild ride, child. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose some things even that I have done and why I have done that. And, you know, we're just going to discuss it because this is something that has been on my mind. I've made several podcasts about it, but it just hasn't been right. And it hasn't been the right time. And I haven't been OK with releasing it yet. And I think this one, <laughs> this one is really going to be it because I think I've had times to times. I think I have. I think I've had time, y'all, I can't speak. (laughs) I think I've had time to really sit on it and, you know, formulate what I actually want to say. I'm sure it's going to be chaos and all over the place, but you want to know what? We're going to get down to the T. Now, Campbellsville University in Campbellsville, Kentucky. Horrible. I'm sorry. Worst place ever. Actually, I'm not sorry. The worst place ever. And it also has the worst people ever. People know more about you in that place than you know about yourself. It's crazy. But... What I will say is, you know, I think that Campbellsville was, it was the very first place that I had went to on my own in the real world. I just had left, you know, high school, 18 years old, went to college. I'm working two to three jobs and I'm in school full time and I'm doing cheerleading. And at some point I was doing soccer, which wasn't really until the second year, but I dabbled the first year. Anyway, y'all, so... (laughs) There's this cheerleading gym that I work at, right? It was my very first job in college. And I've worked at several cheerleading... I've had several cheerleading jobs at this point, right? I've been paid, got money, is cute, and all that good stuff. But this gym working 40-something hours a week, you know, closing, open and close every weekday and some weekends with a teammate of mine who also is working multiple jobs in school full-time and doing cheerleading. Um, This uh, gym owner decides that she's gonna say oh you know after we've done all the work we're not gonna pay you you know this much and blah 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 and x amounts and at this point you're saying you're not gonna pay us several hundred dollars college students who are well trying to figure out their last meal like you know what i mean like you 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 are now not paying us after you know we've done the work when you especially could have said something sooner. And something went off in my 18-year-old mind, right? And I was like, huh, so you're not going to pay me. And I've been coming to this gym every day, immediately after classes, working from open to close, creating choreography, literally spending hours trying to figure out choreography and transitions for their competitive teams didn't get paid for any of that didn't get paid for any of the time teaching this to them or the other teams that come to your gym that bring you business so essentially you're pocketing all the money we're getting nothing we're just coming in and you're taking advantage of us as college students because well this is our first year and you think you can get over on us so i said bet I said bet, and <laughs> I said bet, and I'm not proud of what I did. I, y'all, I said, you want to know what? 
there's a little something right over there that's the same amount, basically, that you owe me. Actually, it's significantly less, but that'll do. And I took that bitch. I did. I really did. I really did. I really did. So not proud of that. I'm so not proud of that. Do I understand why I did that? Absolutely. The bitch played in my face. Till this day. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. She played in my face. And I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to get my lick back. <laughs> because I, I hadn't hit growth yet. I'm not at this growth right now where I'm at, bitch. No. No. The motherfucker played in my face. I ate him up. I really did. And, you know, even looking back on it now, it's still F that woman for me. I'm so sorry. And that's why I hugged y'all. <laughs> A couple months after we dipped, the gym closed. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the gym went out of business. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I'm just saying karma happened in real time. And that's what she get for not paying us. Anyway, that's probably why she didn't. I don't care. That's not my problem. I did the work. You needed to pay me. And if I would have known what I know now, especially legally, I would have handled that so differently, y'all. It's not even funny. But, you know, it was just a simple fact that, you know, that situation was like a real situation where it opened my eyes. It was my very first real situation in the real world, right? And I totally botched it. But it's fine. You know, that was 18. That was over. What was that? Oh, my God. That was a decade ago. Anyway, y'all. So that essentially bled into cheerleading, right? Because at some point, again, everybody knows more about you than you know, you know about yourself. So obviously this situation had to get out. Duh. And it did. And I'm sure everybody and their moms know. Absolutely. I had my roommate be like, did you take this? And I was like, yes. I felt no remorse about it whatsoever because I was not paid as a costume. Like I spent all of that time that I could have been doing the other jobs that I had, right? But I prioritized this especially and you still played in my face and I've been doing you a favor, making sure like we even got to a point where we were like, do we feel like we're taking too much from this gym? And we really cut back on the hours that we were putting on our sheets, even though we were working more legitimately. So it was just like, damn like we was doing you a solid helping you out and you still do this and play no and the thing about being a black person especially in kentucky bitches they think they can walk all over you i promise you i didn't need to take those shoes for somebody accuse me of it it wouldn't have been the first time i actually had a friend accuse me of stealing their wallet to this day i'm wondering where the fuck that wallet was Still to this day. And, and you know, I, I think that that situation at the gym, which was a totally separate incident in itself, they were years later, maybe like two to three years later, maybe. No, not two to three years. It was a year later, I want to say. Y'all, <laughs> I legitimately, and to this day, that shit hurt. It did. It really, really did because it wasn't just some random person that accused me. It was a really good friend of mine and her boyfriend. You know, her boyfriend accused me of stealing his wallet. Girl, I found out about that because I was living with them at the time and I did not find out about this situation until I had left where I was staying to go to, you know, my cheerleading job in another state for about a month or two. And I did not find out about this until I was texted as I was leaving. And I was like, why the fuck didn't you bring that up while I was there? Because we could have easily gone ahead and cleared that up very quickly. 
But it is always easier to blame the black guy, I will say. And I'm sure it probably had a lot to do with the fact that he probably wanted me out of their place because I heard them having sex and then I ended up I'm gonna be I, I was like 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 I was like oh like like you know I had a conversation with a friend a, a good friend and that good friend was good friends with the person I was staying with as well so they told them and then it became a thing of telling their business so essentially I believe this person wanted me to get out of my friend's life by saying that I stole their wallet I think that they were a very manipulative person I I think that that impacted how I saw my friend her boyfriend however I knew what it was. I already knew what it was. I knew that she was being manipulated. So, you know, after the situation was done, when she came back and she did apologize for her part in the situation, I was like, I understand, girl. Like, you know what I mean? We obviously would not have the same friendship after that. But I forgave and all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm not the perfect person. I've done some dumb shit, too. Hello. I just said that I did, you know, and it was forgiven. And we really moved on with our lives after that. But it was really just the fact that, like I said, I don't have to take anything or, you know, whatsoever to be accused of doing some shit as a black guy. And that was really the theme in Campbellsville. You know, there was a situation where this same house i'm legitimately just coming out of the house i come out of the house there's nine cop cars nine cop cars because they said uh a man matching my description hit an old lady and ran what do you mean by matching my description black so you got nine cars over here stopping me and y'all and the only reason why the only reason why they let me go was because one of the cops knew my mom they literally the same person that you know i was living with before who had accused me of stealing her boyfriend's wallet well her boyfriend did i think she just followed suit because what else is she gonna believe right she's being manipulated that same girl was called at work by the police to confirm that i lived there and then ran my place to see if my car was mine so now not only that i just broke into this home and i just fucking stole a car for what (laughs) campbellsville is traumatic for me and that's why i don't even talk about it and you know the thing about it is you know after there's a lot of things after campbellsville that was extremely traumatic but i never processed campbellsville because i never wanted to i wanted to forget that bitch like it never happened campbellsville was where i went for my dreams to die i'm not even joking every last dream aspiration want that i wanted at that place it died there and i think that's when i really realized that's when i begin to realize that there was something going on with me. At this point in time, I recognized that it was depression, it was anxiety on very heavy levels to the point to where I didn't understand. You know, there was a lot of that going on and there was nowhere to really process it. And, you know, being on a cheerleading team as well, which essentially led me to my cheerleader dreams dying didn't help 
because cheerleading was my outlet. Cheerleading was the place where I could escape, be myself, you know, do my thing. You know what I mean? But all I ran into on the cheerleading team was issues. And a big issue for me was it was made very clear that I will not be treated the same as the next. That goes for all the other freshmen as well. Obviously, you're freshmen, right? There's sophomores, juniors, seniors. They've been here before you. Obviously, like, you know, there is, there's levels to this shit. Duh. But what's not okay is telling, you know, people on the team, you're not going to get treated the same as a senior or a junior. Because what the fuck do you mean we're not all the same? It shouldn't matter if they was there two, two years, three years before me. If a bitch has been there for three years and hasn't advanced their skill level and you have five, six other bitches that come in that got more skilled than them, why is this person still making the team? Why is everybody not being held accountable on the same level? You know, I remember this one time that I... <laughs> It was a couple friends of mine. Uh, we, were, we went to Waffle House to eat. And I went to Waffle House. And I was twerking in Waffle House. Y'all posted the video. And she sat us out because I twerked at Waffle House. I said, you want to know what? If I was on any other cheerleading team on this God-given earth, it would have been a turn-up in that Waffle House. And it would have just been the positive, fun energy. You know what I mean? But it's just like she almost wanted you to be a robot. You know, and cheerleaders essentially are a reflection of a school and you want them to reflect that. But to have them act like that they are the perfect, most upstanding citizens when a lot of the people that have been on this team, (coughs) y'all, openly have experiences and issues that are significantly worse than a person twerking in Waffle House. You have bitches who are actively, what? You know that bitches going out and getting plastered and whatnot. Underage. You know this. You know this. You're not dumb. And you have a child on the team that you know do the same. But it's very interesting to see how other people got treatment about certain things. And I think I begin to notice some leeway as I begin to do those things with those people. But doing my own thing, there was always an issue as well. That wasn't always the case, but majority of the time it was. Because if you yell at me now, you now have to yell at these people. And you're not going to hold these people accountable because they've been on the team longer than me. There was this time that she called me the cancer of the team, y'all the cancer of the team now mind you (laughs) the cancer of the team and you have teammates who inside of practice and outside of practice are actively being toxic ruining the foundation of your team And that's why your team cannot get past the skill level that they are at and can barely hit the most simplest routines. Because this coach had become comfortable. She was too comfortable. And in her eyes, it's not that these people couldn't do any wrong, but they couldn't do wrong enough to see a side of her that 
we would see. And that became very unfortunate because there were many situations where I got in trouble for things, come into practice. Apparently twerking in general is an issue, but you come into practice and you see everybody on their heads twerking, especially while, you know, you practice routines and all that stuff. And it's not an issue. Unreal to me. And all of this stuff going on, you you hear all this stuff that I'm talking about, about a cheerleading squad and nothing about practice and stunts and blah, blah, blah. And that is just what the team was consumed with drama and excess bullshit and mediocrity. There was no body to really push this team in the sense of being an actual team. There were favorites. There were cliques. I think that there was potential to be better, but there was not a coaching staff there to make it happen. There was a coaching staff there to help babysit and oversee because now it comes to the point to where now a coach is coming to me, asking me how things look, asking me to edit music down, asking me to come up with motions, asking me to help with the choreography. Now, I now realize that you can't really do your job to the capacity that you can. And that was just the situation that I had faced on that cheer squad. There was a lack of, I don't know, there was a lack of motivation and push. And I always pushed myself to the highest fiber of my being. And there were a lot of people individually who did that as well. When I say a lot of people, I will probably say three or four. The rest of everybody else was fine. They were fine with mediocrity. It's fine. You know, this is where we are. We're good at Let's stick here. Instead of elevating your team. Instead of elevating your stunts. There was just the coaching technique there that I think didn't help the situation. And this isn't a... A bash coaching session. This is my experience. This is what I experienced. This is what made my cheerleading dreams die. Where have I mentioned fun? Because I enjoyed the things that it came with. I enjoy being at games. I enjoy being at football, basketball, tumbling. All of that. But it came to a point where Hey, one of my friends is walking by. It came to a point where y'all that it was like, wow, this team is not going to go anywhere. I don't and look. The division that we were in was so mediocre. The team should have been win- winning that conference every single year. And I just begin to question, what am I doing here? Because it seems that my skills, my coaching technique and everything is going to waste to help a team that doesn't appreciate it. And eventually I quit. You know, it was something that was so incredibly difficult for me. And mind you, I was a chaotic person. I was not the most, look, look, I was not an innocent person. I was not an innocent person. I really did some dumb shit. I really did. I really did. But at the end of the day, I still, for one, deserve to be treated equally as everyone else as a person and a human being. 
and as a teammate. Everybody should be on the same level of accountability. If not, there's an issue. So, I don't know, y'all. It. I, I think that with a more stern coaching approach... I do believe that that team would have been so much better than what it was. You know, it had people individually who had all different types of talent, which was awesome. You know, it wasn't a D1, D2, D3 school. I mean, it was NAIA, which is above D3 NCAA. Um, But I just, I feel like that it not being one of those divisions made it seem as though it could not be what a college cheerleading team should have been. And that sucked because I came to college cheerleading to cheer as a college cheerleader. I didn't come to be a glorified high school college cheerleader. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. I went to college expecting a bunch of fools and, you know, shit even layouts you know, but I think I, I, I definitely chose wrong. I should have gone to Eastern Kentucky University for my cheerleading scholarship and all that. It, 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 it just Campbellsville ruined everything. It did. I do take a lot of accountability for the stuff that I have done. You know, I think people do their circumstantial best. And with all the stuff that I was really dealing with at the time, especially with my anxiety and my depression and whatnot, I think I handled everything as best as I absolutely could have. And I honestly don't feel no kinds of way about it. And I'm sure that's other people as well. You know, they did their circumstantial best, but also like, girl, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's such a tricky situation. And I think when it comes down to the whole cheerleading aspect of it, I think that for me, it's probably the most hurtful and impactful part because for me to quit anything, but for me to quit cheerleading of all things, imagine how tired I had to be. And after that, it was just a ripple effect. People were quitting left and right. They still won the conference that year. And to be honest, like I said, because, well, the conference is mediocre and it's legitimately the team with the best potential in the conference at all times. It's whether or not they're coached enough in order to showcase it correctly. So, I mean, I, and I, 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 I'm because I can make this entire podcast on the coaching of that team. But I don't really want to focus entirely of the coaching on the team, even though that was the aspect of it, because I'm in a sense, I wasn't just a cheerleader in a way I was kind of help coach. Think about the aspects of actually being a cheerleading coach. I, I was doing a lot of that shit, period. I was. I was in practicing. I was in practice spotting people on their fools. They're not even paying people to come in and do that. On their, t- on their tumbling, I'm working overtime, <laughs> essentially, and I'm not getting paid for it, and my scholarship is not looking like I'm doing all of this. Yeah, for a $1,500 scholarship, absolutely no. Not $15,000, $1,500, which never went up. 
And come to find out that the bigger football player guys who already get scholarship money are getting almost three times as I am. And even asking for more scholarship money still didn't get any. I would say it's because I'm black, but also at the same time, there was another black football player. And at the same time, he didn't know cheerleading. He was just a football player who knew how to lift heavy stuff. And mind you, they didn't take time to teach techniques to these people. They just threw them in there. You can imagine how dangerous it is to have a back spot that's strong that doesn't know technique. That's scary. I would rather have a base that don't know technique. Because a back spot can save whatever. But if you're a back spot that has too much power that doesn't know technique, you can overthrow. You can miss. You cannot have good hand-eye coordination in that way. I'm sorry, catching a football and catching somebody as a back spot is totally different, especially if they're doing a kick double or doing a back tuck in the air. That's legitimate. I'm saying because you will drop a bitch. Well, your flyer should never hit the ground, period. Period. I'm hitting that ground before she does. I'm hurting myself before she does, period. That's not something that's taking the time to be taught. It's always, if it hits, good. If it doesn't, let's see who else can get in there and make it hit. See, because what that does is you have puzzle pieces set, right? So we have stunt groups set. These stunt groups need to take time to hit this stunt that they have never learned before. Even if it's been a couple practices, it needs to keep going. And if it comes to a certain point where it's taking too long, switch it in and out. Don't say, oh, well, this didn't hit twice in practice. We're going to switch you out. Instead of giving these groups time to really get chemistry, because there became times where I built chemistry with other groups and then switched to somebody else out, brought somebody else in. Now, neither one of these groups are hitting. And now, mind you, the groups don't go back. They just keep switching people. And then it just, there's no chemistry. So stunts were very inconsistent. You know, um, I remember my first year cheerleading, I had to help guide them by counting out loud. And unfortunately, for some reason, everybody on the blue mats were counting out loud. And I'm like, you can't do that. I count. You pay attention. I'm guiding. You don't follow suit. So while the music's going on, you hear everybody kind of one, three, five, seven, eight. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. And that was at a conference um, competition, which was crazy. It, I mean, that's a general rule. I mean, that's just I, that's common sense, guys. Um, but, you know, I think that overall, just as I go over a lot of the experiences and stuff that I had dealt with. I'm like, I'm as I'm talking, I'm remembering, and it's just, it's the funniest thing in the entire world. Because even before now, I obviously knew what I had did in detail, like the coaching aspect of cheerleading and, you know, the actually being a cheerleader. Like in practices, I was essentially a half coach. But outside of that, I was a cheerleader, but I wasn't getting paid for it and I wasn't really getting a scholarship. So like you were taking advantage of me, like be serious, because the value that I brought to your team was way more than that 1500. 
the value. Imagine because that same year you bring in football players and pay them even more than me. And a lot of them are taking that money and pocketing it. They're getting money from football. It's time to be serious. It's time to be serious. I I was not valued. I wasn't. I think people liked me for the sake of making the program look good. I made the program look good. I did. And I did not get a lick of appreciation for it. But it is what it is. And, you know, I think that that really just ruined it for me because any team that I had been on in regards to cheerleading, I felt valued. Everybody felt valued because everybody played a part. Everybody was on the same level, you know? There wasn't a feeling of somebody may be treated better than you. There just wasn't at all. Not in high school, not in competitive, not in middle school. Imagine to my surprise, I get to college and it feels like a middle school cheerleading squad. And this is no dig to anybody that this may be concerning. This may, the topic may have to do with a person, but it's not about you. This is about me. This is my platform, baby. Okay. And, you know, I, I think I realized when people were coming back as seniors and not having a back handspring on a college cheerleading squad, regardless of division. And it's not so much that this person doesn't have it at this point, but your coach hasn't pushed you to be and do better. They just haven't. They've allowed you to stay complacent and comfortable where you are. They haven't pushed you outside of your comfort zone. Your skills haven't elevated in over four years. I can't do that. I'm a person who goes from, I just learned to back tuck today. I'm twisting tomorrow. That like like that is me. And I don't expect anybody to have that mentality, but that's the mentality that I was taught through my coaches. Yeah, I mean, even in high school, that's what happened. I don't think my entire first year of college, we went to some sort of gymnastics where somebody came in to help with that. Well, what's up with that? You know, and between that cheerleading job, in between cheerleading, in between school, it became too much. It became too much because my outlets were no longer serving me. This fresh place that I just moved to, to step into the real world is hell. It's racist. There's nothing here for me. Campbellsville is the worst place. And I promise you, there's nothing there. A bowling alley, a movie theater, that's it really. Maybe a lake you can go to. That's it. Nothing else. And I needed that place to be where I am now. But I also wish I never went. But I'm also grateful that I did because of the people that I didn't meet. Shout out to Miss Brittany. Come on, Miss Rachel. 
Those are my girlies. Hey, Miss Destiny. Like, <clears throat> I have a lot of girlies that come from Campbellsville. I do. Y'all know who you are. I may not mention all of y'all, but y'all know y'all my girlies. And it is what it is. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I don't have too much to say. And, and the problem is, talking about Campbellsville and talking about experiences makes me feel bad because I feel like that I'm trashing somebody. And I'm not trashing anybody. I don't have any wishes to speak on a lot of people that these incidents have to deal with. I don't desire that. But unfortunately, these are my experiences. These this, this is trauma, you know, and I do have a right to speak on that. <clears throat> so I think it was just time coming to terms with the fact that I do have a right to speak on my own experiences. You know what I mean? And I'm making sure that I'm doing it in a very tasteful and respectful way because again this isn't about anybody other than myself and my own experiences if you are a part of that it is what it is baby don't take it personal some people may take it personal at some point i gotta stop caring about that because it is impacting my content it it, it is it What's impacting my content is being able to talk about real ass shit that has gone on in my life that's actually super relatable. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that many experiences have to do with people that I may know, I may know of, I'm still friends with, but wasn't friends with at that time. And it it's very messy. It's very tricky. But I've got to stop worrying about what other people may think. And that was even a big thing in Campbellsville. I was so worried about people, what people may think. I was not out for real yet. I was not, but you could tell I was gay as hell when I was in that cheerleading uniform. Absolutely. And I felt like that bitch. <laughs> I didn't. I was. I was that bitch. I was that bitch in cheerleading. Everybody knows it. There's not a bitch that doesn't know it. You know, it's just, it's for me, it's, <clears throat> it's one of those points in my life where I think that I finally had realized the purpose it served. I think I realized that. <clears throat> because going into where I went to next, because I went to the University of Kentucky after I transferred Campbellsville. Going into UK. It was the most like, like I was so aware of the BS and the bullshit that I was able to just tackle it in an entirely different way. Because I can imagine if I would have went from high school to a big ass city where the university of Kentucky is. And when I say big ass city, I just mean big ass city in Kentucky. Now going to that big ass city straight out of high school, I, who knows? It could have been the worst thing for me. So going to that small town, realizing what the real world was before I really got to a bigger place I think it really set me straight because when I came to those experiences, a lot of them, I started addressing a lot of situations that were negative. I started handling better and it would, you know, I got into therapy out there like it just it shifted my life to get out of Campbellsville, Kentucky in Kentucky in general. I'm out of Kentucky. y'all. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I probably like I, I got the biggest smile on my face right now every time I talk about leaving Kentucky because that place is just so fucking shitty. But <clears throat> I am very grateful for the people that I met. And the ironic part about it is the people in Kentucky suck the most. So 
I'm very grateful for, you know, the people that I still speak to, even if I don't speak to you every day, even if it's just, you know, a little sly, hey, boo, how you doing? All cute, heart eyes and shit like that. Like, that's still all love. I don't think we all got to be in each other's motherfucking faces, you know, T. But yeah, y'all, I don't have too much left to say. I think I've, I, I mainly just wanted to discuss the experience on the cheerleading team, you know, discuss the experience that well, essentially kicked off Campbellsville. These were two main things. And I haven't discussed Campbellsville in general itself. You know, I probably mentioned this earlier, but if I haven't, let me go ahead and, you know, do it again just in case. But like we used to go to this class called First Class and it was essentially church for about an hour and a half, maybe. It was mandatory for you to go. You had to go like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think. And girl, absolutely not. This was a a religious-based college, you know, and... I just, I didn't feel comfortable being myself. You know, I went there and it was like high school bullies. It was high school bullies making fun of you because you were gay. And it genuinely felt like I was back in high school on a college campus. Essentially, that's what it felt like. And every time I think about it, I think I just get so, I think I get so irritated. I get so frustrated at the fact that I went there and that those situations happen still to this day. I get frustrated. I get upset. I get triggered because a lot of the, that was a really transformative moment in time in my life. And I think it really shaped how I went about situations going after it as well. You know, I had a lot of unhealed trauma going into a lot of other situations as well. And child, look, All I'm going to say is there are points in our lives that we don't know what the purpose is. It seems like absolute hell. It is hell, quite frankly. But something about what it does for you, like something about when it processes, when you realize that, okay, This situation happened right here. So when I came up to this situation right here, I knew how to do it. I didn't have to take anything. I could go get a lawyer, you know, examples like that. Handling things just differently. Because I didn't know how to handle these situations. There was no one to tell me. I had to figure out on my own. I had to figure out financials on my own. I didn't even know what a cosigner was at 18. I'm so serious. I I asked somebody what a cosigner was and they were like, what? (laughs) I mean, it was a common thing to not know, but also at the same time, it wasn't. So, y'all, long story short, stay the fuck out of Kentucky. All right, y'all. I ain't got absolutely nothing else to say. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. It's just been fun. Absolutely. I I do enjoy sharing my experiences. I just do not enjoy speaking about Campbellsville, but I think I needed this for the sake of moving forward and for the sake of opening up my content. Because this right here, regardless, this podcast is everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. There's no structure to, to this podcast whatsoever. But the purpose that it's going to serve for me as a creative 
is way, way more than the presentation or what it's going to do because it's going to connect to people. People have these experiences. And that's a big thing as to why people listen to me and come back to my videos. They love the energy. They can relate. All the above, bitch. You know? So, I gotta do what I gotta do to grow. Y'all do the same. Alright? Eat some good food, drink some water, and I'm hopping off here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And remember, stay the hell out of Kentucky. (laughs) Peace, (laughs) y'all.